Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. We're live, mate. <laughs> Got the confirmation. We're live. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, uh, yeah, if you just joined us, um, yeah, do say hello. Do pop your name in the comments as always. On all of our Tuesday tune-ins, um, give us a thumbs up, give us a little shaka if you want to, maybe even a big ten, a whatever shaka? it is. Yeah, that's what you call it. It's a shaka, yeah. Is that called a shaka? It is. Why? Um, uh, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> we're not doing that Antarctic thing again, Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's wait for a few more people to join then. Uh, right, Shona's on. Bry, Jim, great Gary. Oh, hello, Evertrek. Evertrek's on here as well. Awesome. Uh, James, great to see you on here, mate. Um, David Ned Squire, like it, Ned. You got the old Ned in the in the old um, in the old dots there. Nice Tina, Tina's on here. Lee, uh, we got Ramona, of course, Ramona's here. Yes, and Ramona, we are live, um, obviously, because you can hear us. Um, all right, guys, Dave, we'll, we'll, we'll crack on into today because, um, you know, we, we were talking about what to do today, especially after last week's awesome live, which was mad and we had heaps and heaps of questions one of our most busiest live i think in terms of yeah. um trying to answer the questions in the, in the time as well yeah uh, hey mark hey Haley, hey leah um so yeah today we we were like okay a lot of people um think about different trips at the moment we've had um k2 has been great um, in terms of going to k2 base camp that's been great seeing people book onto that we've had some people book onto elbrus as well so yeah some new trips we launched last week we're doing elbrus um, <laughs> yes we do dave yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah this week was around uh you know okay some of the things that might potentially sort of get in the way of, of your adventure you know fears is a big one i know we had last week we had around fear of flying was one maybe some of the bridges maybe something to do with killy as well you know was it what was it like sort of going up there and so we yep. thought we tackled fears um and things like that and obviously i know <laughs> i put a little ghost emoji on the uh, on the subject line this way. There's not many ghosts out there, but um yeah, you know, fears, ghosts, all feels like it's in the same bracket, Dave, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's loosely connected, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um yeah, Lauren, Lauren, uh, I literally got I answered a question two seconds before, and this one might come under a fear. So it, it was it was a non-live related question, just a standard everyday Evertrek queue. Uh <laughs> are any of our treks in bear territory? Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Um, I said uh, maybe red pandas, but I'm not strictly sure they count um, as a bear. Are, are they a bear? I, I don't um, think they're a bear, are they? Type, they're not a type of bear. They. We need to get someone on who's like. Who will know about? Who will know about this? Maybe Leah. Do they have red pandas in Australia, or is they just Asia? Mainly Asia, I'd I, I guess. Yeah. Um, fear of the toilets. Fear of the toilets, man. If <laughs> that been, is a big got... fear. Yeah, I, I, honestly, it, it, it's, yeah, Gorek Shep, the toilets there, magnificent. It's an experience, to be honest with you. You never remember yeah. the, you know, when you go to Japan and you see those amazing toilets with like a whole control panel full of different whistles and bells. Yeah. It's not quite as exciting as going into Gorek Shep. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> never know what you're going to get. I think it's it, on, on most trips, I mean, even on Killy, I mean, we're, we're quite lucky on Killy because we have our own toilets. But um, some of the, the long drops are very interesting. I know at Gorakshep, Dave mentioned there, which is the last settlement before you get to Everest Base Camp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you go in there, guys, um, do expect uh, it to be very colourful. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's a very interesting. You, you'll remember it. There's a reason why we talk on the same one as Fears. Even Shona who's put it on there. Anyone else that's been uh, to have a space camp, let us know how you thought Gorek Shep toilets were. Yeah. Interesting to see uh, see what your thoughts are, guys. Um, but yeah, Shona. Uh, hey, Mick. Mick's on here. Um, men of Mayhem. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, I hope you've enjoyed your week. I've seen you out and about. Um, who else is on here? Uh, Kim. Ah, oh, Kim's here. Uh, late than never, but it's okay. Back in the gym. Kim, to be fair. Chill out now. You've got, you've got a trip coming, mate. You want to relax? <laughs> we were we were also late, to be fair, man. So I don't think we can criticise her for that. I think uh, red pandas are uh, uh, most similar to skunks, apparently, than bears. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Because they are quite small, aren't they? Exactly. So anyway, welcome to today's live all about uh animals and whether or not they are bears so, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, so yeah um so we, we talk about fears then what, what would say the biggest one that we get uh, easily uh i can think of the top three i'm not entirely sure which one would outright win yeah. um but definitely um am i fit enough so will i hold the group up am i fit enough will i be able to yeah. do it will i have to turn back all of that sort of stuff um <clears throat> the other one is what happens if I get altitude sickness? We've talked a lot about altitude sickness recently, but we yeah. do get that a lot because it's something that's seen as uncontrollable and un unavoidable. And then uh, fear of heights is probably the big one. So what are the bridges like on EBC? Are there any sheer drops on Elbrus and Aconcagua? Yeah. What's the Barranco wall like on Kilimanjaro? All of these sort of things are the big things that sort of sort of loom high in people's minds because I said when you book like a hotel you know it's because of the uncertainty you know if you're booking a a beach holiday in Spain you're gonna get a beach right it's a hundred percent guaranteed yeah. you're gonna get what you got out of it most you of know most of the time well I mean you know the hotel might be a bit rubbish you're a bit close to the bottle bank it's a bit loud but you know nine times out of ten you, you know it's pretty much guaranteed you're gonna get a beach and sangria and sand and all of that yeah. stuff when people go to base camp or Kilimanjaro or anything like that it's um yeah, there's uncertainty there because there's so many elements that are at play. And, and a yeah. lot of them, you know, that one about am I going to hold up the group, am I fit enough, is a strange one because yeah. that's nothing to do with your, with whether you'll get there or not. You know, it's like yeah. social anxiety creeping into the trip. You know, will I hold the group up? I think I just spotted it there. Who was it that said it? I think it was Lee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's amazing because – you know, you book on to go to this trip. You want to reach the summit of Kili. You want to go to EBC. And I always say to people, did you book on to the trip to keep up with a load of people you've never met before who are perhaps doing yeah. things wrong anyway by going too fast? Or did you go there to get the experience for yourself and enjoy yeah. it and, you know, see this amazing places? And that's what you want to focus on is your reason for going. Um, and then also 99 times out of 100, you won't hold the group up anyway. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> Well, Dave, you, you, yeah, you, you bang on there, mate. Bang on. I think, yeah, we all, it's natural and, you know, we, we've all been there. We've all been caught up with that, um, you know, that, that kind of fear of, you know, oh, you will I be the slowest and, and things like that. It's only natural. These are common things. So I don't think you're on your, on your own. And I know there's people in this, in this, um, who are on the comments now, um, uh, who have probably felt similar, similar thing. Um, you know, because you're always, you're always conscious, aren't we, of, of especially um, some Brits being polite and like, oh, you know, I don't want to hold anyone back, you know. Um, but, yeah, it is about you. It's about your trip. Don't let anyone change that. Um, you know, OK, uh, you know, we work as a team, um, but certainly don't let anyone make you ill uh, by going too fast. You know, um, I, I think ages ago, it was probably a couple of months ago now, we had um, you know, Kath on here, um, who was the and on our pod, not on here, on our podcast, sorry, Matt Malarkey podcast. 
and uh, and she talked about swimming her own swim, um, you know, because she was the, the first person to swim a mile in the uh, Antarctic polar circle. And, uh, you know, for her, yeah, it wasn't focusing on someone else, it was focusing on her. And I think, yeah, just remind yourself of that. Maybe think about why you're going there. Um, you know, maybe you're doing it for charity, maybe you're doing it for yourself, maybe you want to prove something to yourself, you can, that you're fit enough that you can do this challenge. Um, you know, definitely. And that goes with any challenge as well. It doesn't have to be base camp, it doesn't have to be island peak, it doesn't have to be Kilimanjaro or Elbrus or whatever it is. It could be anything, can't it? I, I, um, I think Mark mentioned there about, uh, <laughs> I've lost this top fan badge. Well, you need to go back to Penafan. Um, but yeah, it could be Penafan. Um, you know, in, in, in Wales, one of the peaks there. It could be Ben Nevis, whatever mountain that is. Just go at your own pace. Um, you know, enjoy it. That's what you're here for, isn't it? Do it. Track your own trek, guys. That's what did, you read, did you read Pen of Anne, then, from Mark's thing? I did. All I saw was Pen of Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you've got to get back to Pen of Anne. I was like, what? I know, I know. <laughs> He's yeah. lost his top fan. <laughs> I knew it. Sorry, I, knew mate. It. I'll, um, I know. Maybe I'll take a picture of Pen of fan. And I will yeah. give that to you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, lo- oh, I, I love these Australian like terms, thunderbox, <laughs> for the toilet, I'm assuming. Yeah, awesome. It's usually the dunny, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's usually the... Uh, that, the dunny is certainly something you're trying to find in the outback. Uh, otherwise, it's, uh, it's a wildie. Um, but that's, a, that's another live. <laughs> yeah, love a, love a wildie. Choose one over a, choose one over um, a regular one if I could. <laughs> so okay, so we got the okay the fear of that then. What other fears then, Dave? I know heights is a big one, right? Heights is probably it's up yeah. there. You know, if it's not the if it's not the top one, it it's definitely yeah. up there. And it's a difficult one because there's nothing like we can do other than sort of try and reassure people because I can't take the, I can perhaps take the fear of going too slowly away by letting you know about the pace we all walk. We do it as a team. It's not a race. It's an experience. So that can allay those fears. Altitude, there's lots of things you can do. And then there's a the fear of height, you know, aside from sort of, you know, uh, what do they call it? Um, hypnotization I was going to say then hypnotizing yourself hypnosis oh thank god (laughs) aside from from, (laughs) it was a long weekend aside from uh, hypnosis there's not really a lot you can do however what I will say is oh namaste Anuj Anuj is here he's a top uh, top guy in Nepal and Anuj will Anuj will tell you if I focus on perhaps the biggest question that we get about heights is going over the bridges in Nepal. Now, Nepal is famed for these really long, high suspension bridges that they use to cross valleys and cross rivers. Some of them are this high off the ground. Some of them are like, you know, 100 feet, 100, yeah, yeah, 100 meters, really big. But we have, and I say it time and time again, and I, I truly believe it, we have the best guides and the best team out there on, on the mountain by far and they will help you achieve anything you want to achieve and overcome any obstacle so one of uh, one of my friends andy who's uh, andy Ibert, who's going over there he's he's an ex-motorcycle racer he's been through yeah. some real hardships in his life and yeah he's still deathly afraid of heights and we've spoken to him about it you know the guide will put the hand on the shoulder make sure yeah. no one's coming the other way and we'll just get you across it like super quick and super fast yeah. um and safely so yeah, another one and is the Barranco Wall, right? That's probably the second biggest one that we get. Yeah, especially when it comes to Kili. I mean, yeah, the the, the Everest region's definitely that, or, or going over, um, um, you know, especially on Island Peak um, trip that we do, you're going over uh, some ladders over the glacier. You know, some people are a bit, you know, scared of that a little bit, but also as well, it's it's part of the challenge. Um, you know, we've had people who have come on these trips with these fears, especially the bridges. 
and they're like you know oh my god am i actually going to do it like a good friend of a good friend of ours called max who um yeah. you know for years and years i mean i've i've, I've grown up with him and um i got it I, he came on a trip with me back in um uh, april and, and dave uh, april 2019 100%. and he was dreading those bridges but you know what he, he battled on and he got over them and he uh you know he was scared um you know but he he knew he had to get through those to to reach his destination that was for him that was part of the challenge um and i i, I really quite um i was quite inspired by that because any fear that uh, as a as an, as an individual that we do have and then anyone that overcomes those fears is is very inspiring because yeah you know i'm i'm quite lucky there's not much that i kind of that that worries me or fears me in that way um when it comes to heights and things so i can't comprehend it um whereas you know i can't imagine how difficult that must be and then to face that head on and then to overcome that i mean that's awesome yeah. um so yeah if you're doing um if you if you're coming to worse to nepal um you know obviously people have done it and we will get you through it the guides will coach you through it um as well don't forget that and so we your teammates because uh you obviously were a team um and obviously you can you can do it yourself as well um you know give yourself kick up the backside if you need it or yeah just motivate yourself g yourself up before going over them uh dave you mentioned branca wall there yeah but touch on that because I know we had a question um, from someone about Baranka Wall, didn't we? Yeah. Baranka Wall is one of those, I think, that to really yeah. get over the fear of it, you just have to go and do it because it's not as bad as it looks and it's yeah. not as bad as it sounds. Now, when you're, you know, if you look at any pictures of the Baranka Wall, because it is such this sheer black wall, yeah. cliff face, it it's hard to discern the route. It looks sheer and the drop is huge. And then when even when you're walking up to it, I remember when me and Andy were coming down into... Um, Baranko, and then you could see the wall ahead of you that you were going to climb the next morning and me and andy were like wow that's like mordor <laughs> you know but um yeah it is isn't it but actually when you go there and again you know you're not doing it on your own and you're not expected to overcome this without the help of your team and your guides now there's loads of guides and they all put they they know this wall like the back of their hand they know the positions the foot positions most of it you can walk you don't have to walk like chest against the wall you know you can walk kind of normally with your hand up there and just look after yourself there's a couple of points where it is like putting your getting your hands involved but at any major point where you could fall to your death it's made impossible for that to happen by the support of your team yes. and the guides being there looking at looking out for you. So, you know, obviously yeah. it's it's not without risk, but it's really, really manageable and doable. And we had a massive cross section of people doing it. So there was myself yeah. and Andy who were really, really looking forward to it. And yeah. then we had um, a couple of others that were kind of a bit nervous about it. I mean, yeah. we had everyone from sort of ex-military to Elaine who you know uh, who's like just this scottish lady that goes on these awesome adventures yeah. and then you know all the way to you know painters and decorators you know every cross-section of life you could imagine and we all got up there and said it's the best day ever and yeah. also it is a good day wasn't it it was quite exciting i love and one of the highlights of my trip other than mm -hmm. of course like summit day and a few others but one yeah. of the big top three for me was reaching the top of Baranka wall uh, and you've kind of like above the clouds and it's this big plateau and you can just it's like you're looking out of an airplane window you know and we had a clear day so we were just looking out onto the sky it was epic but yeah. um but yeah in terms of you know with a Baranka wall my advice would be if you're nervous about it don't look it up don't yeah. think about it just plow on do each day as it comes and then when you get there awesome yeah i like it dave yeah baranko is um you know like like dave said there that the exact point is there's people where there's exposure there's people there to help you 
Um, and when you're there, you actually realize it's not as bad as you think. Um, okay, you know, you, you can't get away from it, you know, in anywhere. You, you, you go hiking in Ben Nevis, right? There's dangerous parts. Um, obviously, you're going up a little bit of a different different area, different type of, um, of climbing or different type of, type of scrambling. But there's there's managed danger. And we, Dave, we talked about this a lot, a lot of time over the yeah. years. Like there's managed danger, danger and unmanaged danger. And this certainly comes under the bracket of managed. Yeah. Um, that danger is very manageable with the right people around you. Um, also, as well, with the right coaching, because, you know, you're in control of your hands and knees and where you are. Um, and there's one bit called uh, hugging rock or kissing rock. I mean, you can do either, um, you know, and pretty much you give it a kiss, give it a hug, and then you round it. And there's a little drop behind you. But, you know, you can have a guide there, you know, before you step off round the little rock there and then another one there to kind of guide you over. So it's it really is. I mean, you know, of all the people who were there, it was it was something they thought oh, that was easier than, than I thought. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, certainly, certainly you, you can overcome that, though. I know it was a, it was a question that came in. I think if it was um, was it Gary Gary Pinkerton, um, and yeah, he was uh, obviously looking forward to summer day. Yeah, you'll do it, mate, hundred percent. Gary Pinkerton, uh, I think it's Gay Pinkerton. Right? Oh, either sorry. way, either way, first timer, welcome, uh, welcome yeah. to the fold. Um, yeah. Everyone, can you uh, show them where the uh, where the toilets are, and where the exits are, and stuff like that? Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, Parisha Patel, Baranco Wall is the best day of the climb. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that it's so fun. Yeah. Um, and then someone I did see ask, where is the Barranco wall? Um, Kilimanjaro. Yeah, Lindsay McLeod. So, yeah, it's on yeah. Kilimanjaro, on the Lamosho route. Um, so we do, we only do the Lamosho route on Kilimanjaro. Um, we call it Kilimanjaro the long way. And, yeah, yeah one of the days um, after waking up, you'll go up what's called the Barranco wall. So it's this big, huge cliff face that you have to get up in order to continue on. Yeah, and it is awesome. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? From the from the front, um, you know, this certainly looks impassable. But then when you're up there, it kind of there's there's a place there's you know, there's a there's a way that winds all the way through. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah, you'll love this. Let let us know how you uh, how you get on with that one. Right. So fears then, Dave. Um, altitude. That's a big one. Um, in yes. Suffering from altitude. Where do we where do we want to start with that? Stay at sea level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Altitude is one of okay. those. <laughs> Again, you know what people say about it? it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I genuinely believe, and the more I learn about it, and I'm learning more about it all the time. After my first trip to Everest Base Camp, I thought I knew everything about altitude, and then, you know, five six years hence, and I feel like I'm still learning about it. And I think that's how altitude is. It changes each time you go there, at least on a personal level. But I think one of the things you can do to to get rid of the anxiety around will I or won't I get altitude sickness and will it end my trip is by educating yourself about it before you go. Um, and there is some stuff you can do. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the altitude center, but I recommend go back and watch that live from a couple of weeks ago if you haven't. But yes. talking about what you can do on the mountain, which is our number one priority to get you acclimatized, because these trips are designed for people that either necessarily can't afford or can you know can do all the pre-acclimatizing stuff because it is expensive and it is time consuming and you do have to go to london so if you're in edinburgh and you know you don't want to go all the way to london to pre-acclimatize and you can't afford the tent yeah great our, our trips are still suitable for you yeah. um and it's about yeah following the mountain rules when you're there so the first one we always say and and we'll repeat it uh, maybe this hydration should be on a on the um the bingo um it might already be, it might already be yeah yeah uh mangle bhutans there we go we've done that playing bingo there we um, go yeah for any newbies um 
or, uh, you know, first Tuesday tune in first timers. Yeah, we uh, over the last, uh, well, probably almost 18 months since we started doing these lives on a Tuesday. Um, some of our uh, diehard Evertrackers have created some uh, Tuesday tuning bingo. So, uh, yeah, ask Leah about that. She is great at organising those little bingo cards. I love I love that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was amazing. I'm pretty sure we've just given someone bingo in one sentence there as well. That was great. Idea. That's what I was like, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one day I think we should go like, okay, are we live? We've got remain dolls on. Okay, stay hydrated. And But, um, but <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Altitude is one of those. Yeah, going back to that, where it's completely manageable and completely um you know, it, it, it's not the be all and end all of the trip. It's what makes it an adventure. It's a fascinating and adventurous side of the trip by going to altitude. It's why we've specialized in going there because it does add an extra element of sort of of risk. And we think risk is fun as long as it's managed risk. And it's, you know, we're not risking anyone's health unnecessarily and dangerously, then that's fine. Yeah. And yeah, as long as you stay hydrated and you walk slow, this is why I say it over and over again, don't worry if you're slow, it doesn't matter. My dad has been to base camp twice and he walks so slow, moss grows on his boots. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, I remember walking at Penavan with him and I was on the summit looking down at him and I could see him on the horizon and I could see his arms moving, but there was never any... <laughs> He never got any closer. He just sat on the horizon like an endless sort of. He got there at the well, end, though, right? Yeah, he got well. He's he's got he's done base camp now. I always call it one point eight times because yeah. he got so close to base camp the first time and yeah, turned yeah. back. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Why did he turn back? He was fatigued from altitude. Yeah. Um, why was he fatigued? Because he'll admit he didn't train as much as he should have. So he went yeah. there un, a bit too heavy and a bit too unfit. So that's what you can do. Um, he didn't take Diamox. Perhaps a little bit, a little bit of pride got in the way. He wanted to do it normally. Yeah, I say Diamox, normally without assistance. Um, but I always say, well, you took ibuprofen, you took paracetamol. Diamox yeah, helps yeah. with another side of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, so he left uh, Lobouchet to go to base camp and turn back because he knew he couldn't do it in the time he had because of how slow yeah. he was. He came back the second time, lost a bit of weight, got a bit fitter, took Diamox, and it was night and day was the difference so he enjoyed yeah it more as well didn't he day i think that's the important thing you, you can battle through some of this stuff yeah and we get some battlers i think um you yeah, one of my customers and good friends billy would come under that bracket of a, of a battler same as jim yeah um, on killy but he, he he enjoyed that second trip a lot more didn't he 100 percent. yeah like i said it was well when he came when he did the first trip i think it was so hard and so sort of exhausting because of all those mistakes yeah. that when he got back like he had a um sunto watch it was 300 odd quid he gave it away to a guide yeah he hung up his boots just everything he was just that was it he was done with it and you know probably within six yeah. months he had to buy the watch again and i couldn't believe that yeah. um some questions actually i i, I know we've got others first but i'm going to answer it because while whilst we're talking about diamox uh, i think kim's asked about um you know diamox all the way just if you have problems I think from our experience, you know, the way it's been used and, you know, you, you'll get people out there offer different opinions to this. This is just from our experience. What we've seen uh, with the works of altitude is that it's best, um, you know, as a when, when it happens, because you you if you if you take it from the beginning, um, you know, like some doctors in the UK, um, you know, do sort of advise to take it a few days before you leave. And then or even when you arrive in Kathmandu and then all the way through the trip and then until you back down, uh, which can work. Uh, but we find that the, the the better way it works because you don't have to always go on it 
is that when you when you do have altitude issues is then you start taking maybe half a tablet and then if it doesn't do anything you can step that up so you've got somewhere to go with it because if you're on diamox and you're getting altitude issues then you know it's probably going to be one of those conversations where we have to turn you around um you know if, if it becomes a, that, that bad that stage and, and you know we health always comes first guys um you know but i think from our experience it's it, that's the way it's worked better would be taking it as a reactive um drug rather than um trying to be proactive with it which i know is you know I, and i always like to be proactive about stuff you know but then if we concentrate on the hydration the pace listening to your guide you know enjoying yourself keeping that positive mindset those things will will, will do 90 percent of the job um you know you, you can that you can get unlucky you know things can happen maybe your body can be in a bad place when you're there um you know maybe if you really really burn yourself out before you go your body's going to be you know working really hard to at altitude so some people get a bit of um you know a bit of tiredness there which could affect you yeah but i think yeah diamox 100 percent for me and and I, and I think as a professional advice would be take as a reactive uh, thing yeah. rather than proactive but again lots of lots of uh, opinions out there guys this is just some advice from us and yeah. um, we like to think it works you know with our success rate of altitude which is very high on all of our trips we kind of like to like to think it works yeah and also like you said it changes the psychology sometimes if people take yeah. diamox right from the beginning some people might assume that that's going to turbocharge their acclimatization but not really so yeah i think like the only when i took it on killy i did exactly what andy's just said so i yeah. started the trip few days in started to feel like i wasn't firing on all cylinders yeah and then just started taking diamox then um, in the morning and the evening with my guide under his direction so i always defer to the guide in that uh, scenario even though i might know a little bit i still have to tell the guide what i'm feeling how what i'm going through and then they will give you the advice and help you so you've always got your guide as well so nothing's left for you to second guess and things yeah. like that um why wow, ramona i've seen you posted the same question like four times so i think maybe we'll answer it <laughs> um what's she asked let's have a look oh uh, okay serious okay question. serious question yeah he's serious question oh, hang on <laughs> how are you all coping re-lockdown oh the ending of furloughs why wow, this is serious are you keeping oh, yeah. the business are we keeping the business going obviously want to go on future treks with you lot uh but concerned about how things are keeping um well, I guess, uh, yeah, your, your questions arrived four times in our feed. Um, okay, like Ramona, it. what I shall say, and then I'll hand it over to Andy, because I think we both like to say a piece on that, is that, yeah, um, yeah. remember that one time when I said we weren't, and then everyone panicked? Yeah, furloughs and stuff like that, to be honest, we've skirted around, we haven't, haven't needed it. The, haven't taking, it taking, taking people on during the middle of the lockdown, the bit, uh, the, you know, everything's really healthy and growing and expanding. All of these new trips are a sign of that. You know, we haven't hunkered down and weathered the storm. We've started things like this, the podcast, um, all of that sort of good stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, the company couldn't couldn't be in better health, to be honest with you. I mean, we wouldn't be doing giveaways and stuff like that. It would, it, you know, it would be much more sort of bury and wait for the storm to end. But it's not our style. So we've grown um, and yeah, it's, it's one of those, and honestly, great question, and uh, thanks for asking, Ramona, because I suppose it comes down, I mean, for us as well, you know, obviously, any travel company, um, I know Mark UV works in, in, in consultancy with a lot of um, other travel companies, it's, you know, it's a difficult time for everyone, we, we can't get around that, um, especially all of our teams in, in countries, like in Nepal, it's been difficult, that's why we run some um, some fundraisers, try and help them, especially the ones in Tanzania as well, 
Um, you know, e even in, in Morocco, which we're hopefully to run uh, our next trip in a couple of weeks, um, it's all all guns all all uh, all go ahead with that uh, for a couple of weeks. But yeah, it's um it's been a difficult one, isn't it, for the travel industry? But I think naturally. I mean, certainly from our perspective, we've always been on the more uh, optimistic of, of sides and we didn't want to furlough stuff. We didn't, you know, we were lucky that we didn't have to really because we quite a small team. But there were certain things we wanted to bring in that it came down to, to people sticking with us. And, you know, we, I want to say thanks as well to everyone that stuck with us because we've, you know, we've got a very low rate of people who are cancelling altogether. I mean, because we've been quite flexible, um, you know, so moving trips, you know, offering the lifetime deposits. You know, having that uber flexibility um, has meant that people, you know, it's, diff it's difficult isn't it, to book in some sort of holidays. Like if you're going to relax on a beach, right, you can cancel that and, and off you go. But you get a lot of people who book on to our trips and they're like, well, I still want to do this. It's just a matter of time. So we try to make that as easy as possible. So a lot of people have just, OK, great. I've, uh, we're coming with you guys. We love you guys. We're going to it's a matter of time. So they'll put it to like 2023 or, you know, when travel opens back up, maybe, um, you know, largely, especially in Nepal maybe later this year or early next year. So look, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a great question, but I think that the big answer from us is thank you guys for sticking with us because, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're still here. But also as well, we've had a lot of, a big influx of new customers, um, which is, has, has also helped. So yeah, big thank yeah. you. And yeah, we're not going anywhere. We uh, we got some big plans. Uh, but yeah, we, firstly, we want to get back to the mountains. That's why we, that's why I started the company uh, is to help people get out and, and take on big challenges um and also help the countries we visit and we're still going to do that yeah 100 percent. we're going to smash it exactly and um yeah from only said sorry if i caused alarm also there's some laughing at my <laughs> serious face which is rude. You don't <laughs> my <laughs> face, that, that's my serious face but no yeah uh, i mean on, honestly we know that you, you know we are a community here and obviously this is a two-way yeah. forum and we yeah. want you to ask questions like that you know and it's great and yeah. we've coped um i think remarkably well I mean, as a business, personally, I've hated every minute of lockdown. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, uh, we, we want to run trips, don't we? At the end of yeah, the exactly. You know, so obviously, it's not, you know, it's not ideal, and it's depressing when yeah. you want to when you want to be running trips, and I want to be out there and be doing things and seeing people and doing all the nice social stuff. But I understand that we can't, and I think it's a worthy investment to kind of stop the spread of the virus, so we can get out yeah. there. And I think we're reaching that point now where there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, I, I, I love this sort of question. Yeah, it's all good. Cheers, Ramon. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, wondering now if we should dip into some of the other questions as well. Yes. Because uh, we have had a few. Yeah. Um, so, Gay Pinkerton, I'm a bit concerned about Barranco Wall walking along a narrow edge, apart from all the other bits like Summit Day. <laughs> Summit Day, that's a bowl of laughs. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Summit, Day, Summit Day is epic, like on a whole other scale. Barranco Wall, I think by the time you finish with a gay, you'll wish that um, you'll wish that it, it was longer. Um, yeah. it, you know, you it's do, one of the. You? you feel feel awesome when you get to the top, don't you? Sorry, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that both me and Andy felt like that. When we finally finished the Barranco Wall, we wished we were halfway. It's that much fun. And like I said, any of the bits where you could, um, I know Brian will like this, you know, like plummet, like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, everyone, there's always people around you. There's always people there. Um, uh, Brian made actually a really good comment there about uh, your teammates and the guys will help you. And that's what it, that's what it is. They're not sort of other group members they are teammates and they're your guides and that's what they're there to do so if you're a bit worried and there's a point where you need to go on a narrow ledge a, a, a hand will be there 
to sort of secure yeah. and, and make you all the way. So yeah, it's it's great. Um, and yeah, summit day. You'll have to book on to experience that one, I'm afraid. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, try, try and uh, have a look at Kilimanjaro the long way. Um, a little uh, sort of video, um, our good old sexy business mountain line, Steve, um, filmed for us last year and put together. Um, Lauren, if you're in the comments, um, yeah, chuck that link in um, to that video. It's a really good video. Um, I actually, I don't know why, I, maybe I was, uh, someone had a question around something, but just to visualize something, I actually watched a bit of it yesterday. And nice. um, yeah, I think because that was one of the better, the, the things we, we were able to do from a business perspective last time, that, that was the last thing we were able to do. It's, uh, yeah, it always gets the energy going. Um, and yeah, now we're coming to it where we can, we're so close to running trips now. It's getting yeah. really exciting. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a great, great 12 months ahead. You know, fingers crossed, guys. I mean, you know, as we always say, we don't have a, a crystal ball or anything, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I think the travel industry has taken a lot now. I think, um, you know, maybe hopeful that the British government will open up obviously as, as safe as we can. Um, but yeah, those, those mountains haven't gone anywhere. So we're, we're going there as soon as we can. Well, the Hillary step did that fell off, but, um, yeah. other than, other than, and Everest got taller. Yeah. So if, if anything, Everest has got bigger whilst we've been away. <laughs> um, so yeah, awesome. And, um, Kim Lawley, but trips are starting. Where are you off to Kim? I think you're going somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Oh, mate. Awesome. <laughs> and, um, so Lee, uh, Lee has said, I think we've, I think we answered that one about a fear about you holding up the group. Lee, um, don't have yes. that fear. You'll be fine. Um, but uh, Andy, uh, Dave Ashton has added, has said, add in Aconcagua anytime soon. So do you want to let, let him know the good news? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that he may have missed. Been, I think he's got the he's got the link now. But yeah, we we actually um, it must have been probably about several months ago now. Um, we, we started taking bookings for Aconcagua. We've got some early next year. If you're keen to go on Aconcagua, David, um, yeah, love to have you with us. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a beast. It's uh, obviously the highest mountain outside the Himalayas. It's a big challenge, you know. Um, I, sorry, David, I know we've probably messaged before or been in, been in sort of contact already. But yeah, we, you know, we always probably recommend at least some altitude experience before you do uh, Aconcagua because not easy. Um, you know, it's a proper expedition, but, uh, you know, obviously more than happy to have a chat and, um, you know, about if that, if that trips for you, mate, obviously, uh, if you want to do it, then I know that most people who, who think that and they want to do it, that's all it takes. Um, you know, I'm, I hate to say, no, you can't, you haven't got experience because you know what? We've had people who haven't had no experience and then they've climbed Island Peak or they've climbed Myra Peak or they've climbed up Killy after three weeks in Las Vegas, you know, any, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm. Uh, Dave, what's your what's your 90% 10% saying? Uh, yeah, it's 90% uh, mental and the other 10% uh, mental. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, easy, easy, easy. Um, let's have a quick look now. So, uh, Karen Bardet, how are you doing? You've been gone for a little while. I know you, that you've been recovering from probably one of the single most difficult things someone has to deal with so i hope you're doing well and strong yeah. and you're dreading the training weekend as you've done nothing for months well that's what a training weekend is for is to get you started and get you going yes. again and to get you sort of jazzed up and informed what it definitely is not about is going absolutely mental and doing like a complete ultra marathon in the brecon beacon so you will be 100 completely fine i guarantee it 
Um, uh, you know, Brian has been on one of the training weekends. Probably many other people have been on our training weekends. We know that we like to eat and drink as much as we can, so we don't burn a single calorie on the walk. Um, no, that's a joke. But no, it's a nice day. It's a, it's not hardcore. It's designed to be a dry run for a high altitude trip. So we all stick together. We do a low pay. I say we, the royal we. I'm going to be back in the van, <laughs> sort of waiting for you all to finish. Um, but yeah. No, it's just going to be great just to get out and do some hiking with people. You know, it's um, you know, our training weekends have always been great to meet up with other trekkers and other trekkers to meet other other trekkers on their group. Um, you know, it was I'd say about three four years ago it was very different because we don't have as many customers as we have now. We've got thousands now, so it's very difficult to have everyone on the training weekends. But if you are, yeah, can't wait to do some hiking. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, certainly that the place we, we we use is is really cool. Um, it's in a great location in terms of um, uh, proximity to all the, the, the hiking that we'll do. Um, yeah, and, and in, it's, think of a Tuesday tune in the last of the weekend, and that's pretty much what it is uh, yeah. with, with a bit of food and beer and hiking and everything involved. It's a great weekend. Um, definitely going to be chatting about Mainville Bhutan, Shona. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, of course. Now, we always, because uh, on the training weekend, we always say, you know, if you want to bring any equipment along, because um, we do a bit of a talk around equipment. Um, again, maybe similar to, to sort of how we do it on the Tuesday tune-in, but we go through each piece. And then, uh, any questions that happen around that, or even if you want to bring some of your uh, some of your gear um, to that, we can give our opinion on it and say, okay, I'll probably have a bit more um, bit more grip on that, or maybe a warmer sleeping bag than that. You know, just that that, that kind of thing. So yeah. it's always uh, always a really good one. David Redding, Dave, how are you? Long time no see. Um, looking forward to Snowdonia weekend, definitely. Um, our good friend Steve is really looking forward to seeing you, Dave. I know you caught up with Steve briefly yesterday. Yeah. Um, just talk last minute things, but yeah, he's he's excited to have everyone, isn't he? It's probably good that we're talking about that right now. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, it is one of those as well that we do have a few spaces left over. Yes. Um, I think one or two um have dropped or moved dates or something, so we've got a few yeah. more dates there. So if you do want to join Steve and some other ever trackers on the Snowdonia um, Snowdonia Explorer uh, weekend, yeah. I I honestly can't recommend it enough. Both me and Andy have been up there and done some training with Steve. He's a yeah. fantastic guy. So he's a, a mountaineer, bushcraft instructor, um, rope climbing and rock climbing instructor. Um, he's passionate about the local area, passionate about language and North Wales and yeah, it's great. I, I honestly great think that if you've got a mind to go to the mountains and you want to do some trekking and you have a mind to go further to altitude, going up there and doing that weekend with Steve is is awesome. So I'd encourage anybody to get on that if they still want to. Well, there are still spaces available. Yes. Um, yeah, it is an awesome weekend. Um, what have I heard here? Oh, I just remembered. I think I owe Karen a pint anyway, don't I, on the weekend? So when we do the training weekend, because I got her name wrong. Um, <laughs> and I think... Points, Dave. You a lot of yeah, I, I do own a lot, but I think I think um, I think I was going to do it then, but I'll over another point. I was going to call <laughs> I was going to call Shona like a name that rhymes with like lemonade, you know, lemonade. <laughs> but, but 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 I think I owe. I th- to be fair, I think we owe, we both owe Shona probably about a keg or two because yeah, <laughs> because we didn't yeah, notice yeah. till about our fortieth live. I say, if um, anyone, um, if anyone has joined in for their first live or one of their first lives, yeah, we we always get names wrong and apologies on that um you know we it's become a bit of a um kind of a long-running joke now but um we'll we'll definitely uh it, could you clarify your name if we get it wrong um gay i think probably is calling you gary um it's just the first um, thing i've seen and yeah um but i hope so, you know so you owe gay a pint right probably do if if you drink i'll, I'll buy you a beer when we see each other again yeah 
Exactly. Oh, oh, a pint is on there. Bingo. Getting an email. <laughs> there we are. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. Does anyone know you would be a Brian? <laughs> well, Brian's had so you... many beers. You know, being stuck in a hotel in Kathmandu for ten days. Hey, Brian, I know that wasn't yeah. too bad. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I know. Yeah, I think the um, the hotel aloft is still trying to replenish its stocks. I think ready for the season. Well, they know um, Brian might be booking a new trip, so they're like, right, we need to get ready for this guy just in case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, only kidding, only kidding. Uh, no, Brian's great ever tracker. He's uh, been part of the community for a long time now, and pleasure of um, uh, meeting him um, and, and trekking with him on the training weekend, which was great. Um, and I know he's been a big part of the community, raising a lot of money for, for the guys as well. So, yeah, big, a big, big love from all of us, mate. Um, I hope you're well. Hope family's well. Um, yeah. Right, Dave, any, any other questions, mate? I know we've, uh, we've done uh, a lot already, but. Lee's reminded me I owe her two pints. I think that's for um, the name and I think gender misappropriation, I think was, uh, uh, yes. yeah, it was, yeah. So pretty pretty much if I can cock it up on a live, I will, is what we need to take from this. Um, where am I now looking at here? I got a, I got a good question, actually, Dave. Um, I think Parisha. Uh, hey, Parisha, thanks for, for joining us again. If you had to choose, would you choose EBC, so Everest Base Camp, or Kalapatar? Yeah, it's, it's a good one because... Um, yeah, so Kalapatar is, is is next to Everest Base Camp essentially, and it's um, so when you get to Everest Base Camp, um, it, because of where it lies in comparison to Everest, and it's kind of hidden by a couple of mountains before, you you struggle to see the summit directly from Base Camp. So the best place to see uh, the summit of Everest is from Kalapatar. Yep. Um, but what we do is, <clears throat> with regards to climbing Kalapatar, we normally, I mean, it, it can change depending on weather, the group, you know, how people are feeling, but Nine times out of ten, we'll do it at sunrise. So we'll get up at 4 a.m. And this is after you've already been to Everest Base Camp. So you've already done Base Camp. You already feel a million dollars. You already achieved it. And then when you go to bed, if you want to do it, if you want to do something even more awesome, and I know a lot of Evertrekkers on here have done it already, um, we'll get up at four, we'll hike two hours in the dark, and then you watch the sunrise over Everest. It's one of the most amazing things you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd say either or. I say do both. Um, you don't have to do Kalapatar. I'd say do base camp, just because there's something quite there's something about getting a base camp that that feels amazing. You know the uh, yeah you could you could you could um, obviously see how if you go in, in in climbing season you can see base camp how it is when they're actually climbing Everest, which is pretty cool. It's got a lot of history there. Um, obviously, it's a it's a good tick off the list. Kalapatar, obviously, uh, you know if you if you wanna if you want the best views. That's the one to go for. I'd say do both if you can. If you've got yeah. the energy, do base camp. If you've got the energy, then do Calipatar. You're only That's going to be there once. So even if you haven't got the energy, just do it. And I mean, I always, did it. Always go back and do one of the peaks and you can climb Calipatar then as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Danny Mitchell spotted you on the weekend. And uh, um, we were saying this, weren't we? Everywhere we go now, it's getting too too popular. I'm gonna I have to a, <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to be like a fake mustache and nose, I think, to... Um, get by but uh let's say he said in terms of his trip with you to killy next march uh, once you're on the climb are you able to have comms with loved ones at home or are you off grid until you get back down eight days later so good news if you want to go there and switch off and stay away from everyone uh, you can because the first four days you will have nothing um yeah. but also yeah. if you like to stay in touch with your family and friends and have pictures to send them and stuff then good news because the last four days you will get some little bits um i think a barafru camp definitely because i made a phone call from there which is basically 
base camp at Kilimanjaro before you go to the summit. Um, And then, yeah, a few times on the way. My advice for you to do, though, is go into your carrier settings and select like 2G or something like that. If it's trying to find a 4G signal all the time or 3G, it just can't do it. If you're happy with like a H just to send a text message and maybe a phone call, then that's that's all you need. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the advice I was given by one of my guides and it worked a peach. Yeah, it it gives you the option, doesn't it? I think, um, yeah, because you know, the first four days, you're like, oh, yeah, can't, can't, you know, speak to anyone. In an emergency, you know, the, the guides have all got um, phones and access to local numbers. But um, certainly, <clears throat> yeah, call in home. Um, it's, it's so random, though, because you'll be in a place that seems so remote, and then your phone will start buzzing. And you're like, oh, I got some signal now. So, Dave, I remember you called someone back home, and I was thinking, what's Dave doing? He's on the phone in the middle of this this uh yep. this track so you know it's um there, there will be um sort weirdly of signal as you could come and go yeah do you know who i called it was lauren really weird i think i think i was on kilimanjaro and there yeah. was um there was a, a funny question or something like that but um yeah i think i think i called lauren on kilimanjaro i think i called a few people just to let them know it's still alive <laughs> you know but uh, i i also don't mind uh incommunicado that's um it's quite nice for a little while isn't it not even having to check it it is nice, yeah. It's it, it's there's something about it. And we were at um, one of our good friends Steve's wedding a couple of weeks ago on the weekend, and uh, it was in a place in Wales, not a million miles away from civilization, but because of its location, it had zero signal. But you know what? It was great. Uh, you know, you're out there enjoying it, and and you you know all that. You're not checking things. It's it was it's kind of it's quite nice to to have that. Um, certainly, but yeah, it's uh, it's good to have the option though. I think on a lot of our trips, very very similar. I'd say. Everest Base Camp probably has one of the best Wi-Fi connections of all the trips that we do because you've got the yeah, 100%. all the way up. Um, so, again, then you've got the option if you want to send photos home, if you want to give someone a FaceTime when you're out in, in Nepal, it's very good. Um, weather dependent, also, isn't it? Weather dependent. Weather dependent. Yeah, 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 exactly. Any of any of the trips where you are, it's you know, you, you are still in a remote region and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not exactly uh, Elon Musk and Starlink. You know, it is... Uh, it's quite it's all cables that are there that can get quite easily damaged and if they do then there's nothing but it's very very um <laughs> very cool place to have it but yeah i've upset uh, lauren why um because she said uh, she's literally commented i was about to say oh i was the first call you made but then she realized it was a work question that's less sweet oh. apparently <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just speaking to, to danny yeah danny i hope you had a good time at farm fest by the way yeah it was a good weekend good yeah. to see uh, everyone have a good time Oh, yeah. We were there for the big storm. Um, well, uh, so, Marky yeah. V, Marky V, Marky V, is it not worth buying a local SIM? But to be honest with you, it's something that a lot of people used to talk about, but I don't think it's necessary. On all the trips that we've ever done, I've never needed one. So, if you've got a roaming on your phone, um, wherever you can get signal on a local SIM, you can pretty much get it on roaming. Um, that's not 100% true on Killy, so sort of in the first few days, the locals do have them, but it's only four days. So the cost and hassle of getting the local sim is something that I just I wouldn't bother doing. I mean, me and Andy did it in Nepal once, and they need like a copy of your passport and all of this stuff. Like, it's like you know, it all has to be done legitimately, and then uh, couldn't get it to work. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think the whenever we're researching stuff, because I remember like in the early days before going to Nepal especially as uh, it hasn't quite evolved to what it is now. You know, it was take a SIM. And I think any country has goes for the same. Um, local SIMs used to be the kind of way forward, um, you know, going to remote, remote locations. But I think a lot of um, carriers in the UK and worldwide now, that they're expanding. They're having more negotiations with the local phone companies 
So it's it's not as kind of old school as it used to be because that used to be the way, didn't it? Get get as local sim, you know, you can go yeah. home. Nowadays, you'll get you'll get signal pretty much everywhere. I mean, you know, like we've tried local sims, they do work. But then, you know, like I'm with Vodafone and, and they do a lot of good carrying patches now um, that you can get signal pretty much anywhere I go on the trips we go on. Yeah. Um, we, okay, if you're in a really remote sort of canyon or a bit where geographic it doesn't work, then it's, it's, there's no chance. But yeah, um, unless you've got a sat phone. Um, and on some of the trips, we do carry sat phones. Um, you know, but yeah, if you've got, uh, so, you know, you've got WhatsApp, isn't it? WhatsApp's great. You've got, um, and, you know, Shona makes a really good point. We've got Wi-Fi and you can make a little WhatsApp phone uh you know phone call is free so that's what yeah. i love one whatsapp's great isn't it whatsapp's so good yeah and it's encrypted um so <laughs> uh so <laughs> i noticed that i've just realized who tina barra is um okay yeah yeah tina's going to uh tupcal you only just realized that yeah because it's a different name I've been dealing with it differently, but yeah, awesome that your buffers arrived. I actually meant to put something else in the post for you yesterday that should have arrived today, but I'm going to do it today. So maybe tomorrow or the next day. Tomorrow. You should, yeah, tomorrow <laughs> you should get it. Yeah. Uh, what was your question? Um, what's the best currency to um, use in Morocco? Weirdly, I tested Andy on this earlier. Um, it is the... Dirham. Am I doing this? Uh, oh yeah, dirham. No, dirham. Moroccan dirham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moroccan dirham. There. Yeah. See, I wasn't. You can get it in the country. You can get. It. It's very. You might be able to get it in the UK, but if you can take some um, pounds sterling, uh, you'll be able to trade it in country or draw it out of the ATMs on card. Um, there's plenty of places to get it. Um, you know, because some people do that. I mean, I I usually go over there, and because I, I'm with, I bank with Nationwide, the fees aren't too bad with regards to international withdrawals. Um, some banks do charge quite a big percentage so it might be worth getting changing your, your money before you go like yeah moroccan durham you, you should be able to get some in the uk yeah awesome awesome but yeah so um yeah i i it's actually great that two people that i really liked both tinas and a one tina you know so yeah came together in my mind oh there we um, go it's, a 00, it's 007 cover nice nice Nice. Um, uh, Shona's come up said it's a closed currency so you get it in country Shona is like a fountain of knowledge really isn't she um, she is I'm sure I'd have some of this country but maybe I'll, I'll be proved wrong yeah yeah uh, Bruce Bentley uh, he says hi Andy hi hey, Dave Bruce. hope you're both good hello everyone hope you're good too Bruce welcome um, yeah so awesome lots of yeah name. yeah uh, hey. see so, yeah, so we got any more questions Dave I know we've, we've almost come up to the hour um, um let's have a quick look i'm pretty sure i can so so sarah taylor are there any scotland training weekends coming up um yes we 100 percent will be doing them um it's about choosing the right time because the scotland ones we've tried to um they're our winter skills training trips um yeah. and i've been talking to steve about those and scheduling them we just need um his schedule and also the weather it's a little bit more reliable in scotland because we need the snow um but yeah we will be um looking into setting those up in the very near future so yeah stay on these lives stay on the emails and poke us in the email you know if you have to and i'll get back to you straight away but yes we are going to be doing them so i'm just reading ramona's uh, feedback on uh, kim and tina <laughs> very good very good um sorry a couple of questions there um i think leah might have asked this uh, dave i'm not sure if you took this one already for Killy, when is the least when is it the least dusty um, in terms of time of year? Did you did you ask that one or should we should I go? I don't on? know. June, rainy season, maybe <laughs> when you're not dragging. <laughs> I haven't it answered is, it though. Dusty. Take take it away. 
it's dusty a lot of the year. You, I, I think you struggle to get around it. Um, you might be all right in the in the lower slopes, but when you get up to um, you know, you've got the big uh, the big plain that you hike across, um, and then you get to more rugged terrain. Yeah, it's quite dusty even on summit night because because uh, volcano and the type of sand on there, it's especially coming down, it's so dusty. So you can you wear a buff, so you know don't not sort of breathing it in too much. Um, yeah, I'd probably recommend that, Leah. It's uh, it's, it's dusty any time of the year. In, we do have some dates in kind of like March time that is very close to rainy season. So it, does, it can be quite wet sometimes, um, especially for the first two or three days. So that does make it a little bit less dusty. But to be honest, yeah, any time I'd say is is, is probably a, a yeah. dusty time. Um, but all part of the challenge, isn't it? Where, where you have a trek buff, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's impenetrable. Um, <laughs> it's made from um, nanofiber technology developed from NASA that we've appropriated to make the buffs. It's waterproof, windproof, keep you warm, keep you cool. Wow, Dave. Promising. <laughs> can, I, can I get done for false advertising? <laughs> uh, so that's just advice. Um, right, um, what else we got? We've got Paul Evans, uh, EBC trip starts 2nd of April 22. Do you reckon I'm safe to book flights? Yes, 100%, Paul. Um, yeah. You know, although we don't um, sort of organise your flights when it comes to, to Nepal um, and your Everest Base Camp trip, um, yeah, you're looking at February, I'd, I'd probably look at that now. Um, I mean, what be in August? We've got September, October, November, December, January, February. Yes, you've got six months. Probably a good time, actually. Um, as, as it starts to open up, so if it opens up sort of in the, the autumn, um, we're, we're still really unsure yet with that, as, as you guys know. Um, but the in terms of booking flights, um, certainly, uh, yeah, for next year, I, I think it'd be a good point to have it. Yeah. It might become more availability as, we, as things start to open up. So, um, yeah, which might help the price. So you never know. So just be be wary of that, Paul. But I think if you book them now, um, book directly with the airlines, as we always uh, as we always suggest, because you they've always a bit more flexible than booking for a third party company. Um, you know, so it gives you a flexibility either if it is impacted. Uh, you know, I mean, if it's then, I seriously hope not. But yep. if it is, then you can reschedule it again pretty easy. Yeah, awesome. A um, couple of comments. One of them. Uh... Karen Badet says I should have got a PPE contract. Uh, sadly, I don't have lobbying privileges to get those. Um, uh, let's have a look. Um, Tina, 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 my two favorite Tinas, has said um, Upper Mustang, will you issue dates? Okay, so the Upper Mustang is a funny one. It's yeah. on the website um, because we've done a few trips before. Done we? a few trips before. Yeah. The reason exactly. why we've got no dates in there at the moment is because travel to the Upper Mustang region is getting a little bit tricky and we can't just allow one individual to book on there because it's yeah. a two-person minimum now in order to get the local trekking permit to enter the region. Yeah. So if someone does want to go to Upper Mustang, what we'd like them to do is inquire <laughs> and then we can tell them that as long as they have another person going with them, then we can book them on. Yeah. Um, and that way we can get the, the permits and all of that stuff in order to gain access to the region. Um, so yeah, Tina, if you do have a trekking buddy, maybe Kim, um, who wants to go to the yeah. Upper Mustang region, then drop drop us a message and we can talk more about it. Um, but yeah, as a sort of just a, a bookable on a whim trip, not strictly possible at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, isn't it? That <clears throat> and that can happen in any country, but definitely um, Nepal. They, they do change the rules sometimes with permits. So yeah, if there's any other change like that, um, especially in, in a remote region like the Upper Mustang. Um, yeah, as in we're, we're quite limited. Um, so yeah, definitely if you'd like to go, guys. Uh, if there's two of you, happy days, we can get the permits for it. Yeah. Um, but Marky V, yeah, booked uh, Kathmandu flights for May, um, £500 each. Qatar, that's good. 
That's really Finally good. Finally from Qatar Airlines. Brilliant, yeah. That's um, really, really good. I, uh, I'd, I'd take that if I was going to yeah, return flights for me. Um, uh, to go into Kathmandu from the UK, I'd take that. I've yeah. seen them seven, eight, nine hundred pound before. So, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. So whoever asked the the question um, earlier about flights, um, definitely. I uh, sorry, Paul. Um, yeah, have a look at the flights, mate. Get them in, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, right, Dave. Yeah. Well, we we've answered loads. I mean, there's uh, you know we just just a sort of recap really of what we talked about. We we t- talked about fears, the maybe things that people are thinking about, maybe some of the anxieties around altitude, things like that. I hope. That was a little bit of value, value, guys, and especially if Altitude is kind of brand new to you. I know a lot of people on here are part of the Altitude junkie society that we are. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to, um, you know, if you haven't been to Altitude before, um, it's it's an awesome place, uh, you know, because of the views, because of the people you meet, the cultures. It really is a special time. I know there's challenges. There's always going to be challenges. If it was easy, hey, it'd be, uh, you know, everyone would be there, wouldn't they? But it's not yep. easy. It's difficult. It's a challenge. That's why we like it. Yeah, um, that's why we can't wait to get back. So yeah, I hope you've uh, found today really valuable. Dave, any any final thoughts, mate? Before we um, no, that's it. Looking forward to seeing the you guys that are coming to the uh, training weekend. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure that we'll always um, our paths will cross at some point. If you're not, um, I'm going to try and get between this live now and the training weekend get everyone's name correct. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go into my overdraft <laughs> to cover the beers but no that's it yeah and i think hope you know it's been a great chat again uh love answering these sorts of questions yeah. um it amazes me that you guys can still sort of surprise us with the questions that still happen right. so yeah it's amazing but no that's it i don't I, yeah I'll, I'll let the guys speak for themselves i wouldn't want to top it <laughs> great stuff well tom marks thanks guys first real live for me great tom i hope you enjoyed it um yeah definitely watch some of the others as well they're always uh there's always a little bit of humor a little bit of uh, knowledge in there hope you enjoyed it today um, obviously be back uh, again next week but yeah thanks for everyone and yep. we'll uh, see you next Tuesday take it easy bye awesome so I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast um, yeah that was something a little bit different wasn't it from the Tuesday tune in but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it I must say you were brilliant on that episode Ant <laughs> 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 thanks mate thanks now if uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>